Welcome to the fifth episode of The Sync Up. Experience marketing is the new norm. On this episode, we have our host, Michael Martocci, meet with Ben Jablo, VP Alliance at Postal. As marketing and sales gets more competitive, it takes a lot more to stand out these days. That's where Postal comes in, an experienced marketing platform helping marketers incorporate some personalized gifts and some swag at scale. Ben discusses the making of Postal and announces their new partnership with SwagUp. Let's, let's jump into it. It's 1208. We've got about 20 people in the group um, and, and we're recording this too, so we'll share it with, with everybody afterwards too. But um, you know, first off, thanks for joining us. This is the fifth episode. Uh, it's my favorite number, five. So it's a, it's a lucky one. I've only done, this is my second one. Um, we had Helen and, and Wade and Artem do some of the other ones on our team. But um, I think it's really cool to, one, be able to showcase the stories of, of the people that we work with, both both customers and partners, um, and to do it like in this live interactive environment where we get some, some questions and engagement as well. I think it'll It'll be exciting, and and I think the stuff that you know we're doing together from a partnership perspective is really unique and, and some stuff that hasn't been done before. So I think you know, especially for people that are in marketing and sales, um, and a lot of our clients specifically will get a ton of value out of it. So great, happy to be here. Awesome. So first off, I guess let's give a give people a little bit of a background. So you run um, what you guys call alliances or partnerships at Postal. So first off. You know, what is, what is Postal, um, you know, and then what's, what exactly does alliances and, and partnerships mean for you guys? Like, what are you doing on a day-to-day? Yeah, the, um, so Postal is an experienced marketing platform. What that means is we, we've built automation tooling that's relevant for sales and marketing teams to send offline items easily, efficiently, effectively, and again, in a really automated way. Um, VP of alliances, what does that mean? In our world, that means anything that has to do with partnerships. So that might be uh, working with agencies, that might mean referral partnerships, that might mean vendor partnerships. One of the things that we do that's a little unique is all of the products that we offer within our marketplace. Um, They're all offered by partner vendors. We don't we don't handle logistics. We don't do any warehousing. We don't want to do any of that. We want to connect awesome companies with our uh, clients. Yep. So um, it's building out processes around all of those things, as well as developing the relationships for our integration partners, making sure that we work cleanly with and, and um, effectively with SalesLoft, with Outreach, with HubSpot, with Salesforce, so on and so forth. Gotcha. So you don't you don't want to deal with the the pain in the ass of a, a warehouse and fulfillment center like us? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna let you handle all the warehousing and all the logistics. Oh we're we're gonna we're gonna sit back and send you clients. What a, what an interesting business that is. It's it's very difficult. You know, the logistics part of, of you know running warehouses and building that up from scratch and you know building out systems and technology for it. It's it's so crazy. But when you do it well, it becomes it, it does become a really good you know strength and, and something to have like in your your toolkit. Of, uh, you know, resources, you know, when you run it yourself, because there's so many companies that rely on like three PLs and, and having that out of your control is like an e-com brand is tough. Um, and then for people that don't know what SwagUp is, I mean, you know, some of you guys have joined because you're customers of ours, but also for people that, you know, came in from Pulse or just came in randomly through the internet. So basically, you know, SwagUp started as just a company trying to make it simple for startups to buy swag, you know, high quality items, 
know, whether it's for new hires or employee uh, or for customers or prospects, anything like that. And what we realized over time was that, you know, this, this industry is huge. It's a $30 billion industry and it lacks technology. You know, there's no way to easily integrate into the supply chain. There's no way to easily integrate into partners like Postal or to your HRIS systems or your CRMs and stuff like that. So we really just wanted to own the infrastructure and supply chain around creating and distributing high quality swag. Um, we have our own end users that utilize our platform for for uh, creating the items and, and sending them out. But we also integrate with a lot of partners such as Postal that allow you to get more specialized and integrated in the sense of you know, utilizing it for sales and marketing cadences, integrating it to outreach and sales off and Salesforce and all those types of things. So I'm just trying to make this kind of really messy, opaque industry um, and, and streamline it into one single platform and one single API that can easily connect into you know, the different workflows that you have. So there's a really good um, you know, synergies and a really great partnership between what, what Postal, what you guys are doing and, and what we're doing, which I think is different than, than you know, some, how some other people are doing it. So I guess like you know, when you had reached out to us about maybe five months ago now at this point, it, kind of what was the impetus for finding a Swag partner and, and you know, why, did, why was Swag up kind of the one that, that you wanted to work with? You know, what, what were you guys thinking at the time? Yeah. Um, the impetus for having a swag partner was based on what I discussed earlier. You know, you guys know this business as well as anybody. We don't, we could have built up a warehouse. We could have built up a logistics process, but it would have taken us years and would have taken us a lot of people. Um, so I was tasked with going out there and finding kind of the best of breed um, partner. And so when I was looking at the different options that were available a lot of the companies that i came across to your point earlier michael were built kind of with the warehouse and kind of the old school mentality um they were built first with kind of with that in mind so the idea that you ship a bunch of products to a company the company stores it in their marketing closet and then they you know fedex it to whoever needs it or they bring it to an event but they were kind of built with that mentality. <clears throat> what attracted me to you all is the API-led development, the ability for you to kind of, the extensibility of your platform, the ability to extend that platform um, in a way that a lot of other companies can't um, or haven't figured out yet. And so as we talk about how to automate processes for clients, that to me was a no-brainer. Yeah, to, to your point, like the traditional vendors, I feel like they take a scarcity versus abundance mindset, mindset. Like they're like very much like we own these clients. You know, we're very, you know, we have our salespeople, you know, we're just, we're just buy and sell swag. We're distributors and it's a very traditional type of engagement. Whereas we've always thought of it as much more like, let's just be open. We want to be the supply chain and supply partner for the entire market and the entire industry. And we'll have partners and and we're more of a you know a growth-minded type company versus like oh we have to own these relationships and do everything with every one of these companies. So um, that that allows us to engage in these types of partnerships where another company might be more you know sheltered or, or closed off in, in those sense. And, and what's funny is you, you talk about like the API first kind of mentality. When we started this company, I I don't even think I could tell you what an API stood for. I no I had no idea. That wasn't it wasn't the intention going out. But, you know, we got really fortunate where we have a, an amazing CTO that we brought in about 18 months in 
And at, to, up to that point, we're very much like traditional agency style. And then 18 months in, he comes in and really architects the business from the ground up to, to scale and also to be integrated in that sense. And, you know, built everything through microservices and APIs. And our platform is literally um, an extension of our API. Everything is API calls and stuff. So, and then I've learned over time, you know, the importance of that. And we've really re-architected our business around, you know, leading with it. And, and it's it's been awesome because it also allows us to not only for a company like you guys to integrate with us from a supply standpoint, but for us to integrate with a company like you guys as well to offer a ton of benefit to like our clients, you know, to give people yeah. companies that are coming in to work with SwagUp this whole toolkit of ways that they can utilize their inventory and their items that, that we make it really easy to create and then utilize them in different ways. Like you guys have really done a great job of building out, um, you know, the whole marketing and sales like optimization of use, utilizing physical items, like being able to build out those cadences and, and what you guys call like playbooks in a way that our platform just isn't set up for it. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to, we're kind of like agnostic to who we work with. You know, we just, we, we kind of own that infrastructure layer, but then we have partners like you guys that can then specialize and take what we do and make it really awesome and package it up for sales and marketing. So I think it, it was a really synergistic partnership in that sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. No question. And, and I'm sure that API kind of led development gave you guys a huge leg up when everyone started working remotely, right? Again, companies had to change the way that they do business, but my, my hunch is, and you know, I've, I've talked to a few companies that said as much to me, a lot of the companies that are, you know, are developing branded items and swag, they, it was really difficult for them to adapt to this new environment. Oh yeah. I mean, we have plenty, there's so many companies we've worked with over time that, you know, especially over these last six months that have, they have storage closets filled with swag. They have, yeah. they had all this stuff and they're like, I don't know what to do. I can't utilize this anymore. I have no way of integrating these into you know, new hire programs or to sales and marketing flows. Like it's just useless, you know? So they're, they're starting to recognize the need for platforms like, you know, like Postal and like SwagUp to be able to kind of manage this offsite in the cloud. So yeah, I mean, it, it's been huge. We can jump into that in a second. So you talk about Postal being an experienced marketing platform. So, you know, it's kind of a, a new term. Like, how do you guys define that? And, and you know, piggybacking off the point you just made, like, why is that important in, you know, a 2020 world and, and like, beyond? Yeah. So, you know, there, there are automation platforms that have done an amazing job automating kind of, you know, your emails, your LinkedIn connections, when to make a phone call, giving you different tools that are available. Um, whether it's via a workflow or a cadence or a sequence, we want to provide a true marketing experience that kind of crosses channels. So the idea of receiving a handwritten note, a gift, um, swag, the ability to kind of really experiencing a feeling a tangible item is something that we're laser focused on. So we want to provide those experiences and, we, you know, frankly, we want to do it in the places where you're already adding automation. Again, whether that's a sales loft, whether that's an outreach, whether that's a HubSpot, a Salesforce, that's why we want to integrate with those sites so that you can easily add the ability to send a tangible good in addition to what you're already doing via email or LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, I think, for, I mean, everybody who's on this call is in marketing and sales, like, Gifting's not a new thing. I mean, gifting's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean, since the beginning of, of mankind. But especially as a business tool, I mean, every 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 small business over the last two hundred years has 
giving gift baskets out to people in the holidays and they send something to people that just signed on. I mean, my girlfriend, her mom, uh, part and her husband were business partners together and they were, he was an actuarial, um, accountant. And basically she would go out at the, in, in the morning and build out these baskets by hand and then go drive them to each of the clients that they had just onboarded like one by one, very manually. So the power of gifting has been around forever and people, and people recognize how, how amazing it is. But I think the, what you guys are filling in and what, and what's happening now in 2020 and beyond is like, how do you do that in a scalable way that's automated, that's trackable, where you have metrics, where you can roll this out in the same way that you would roll out a digital marketing campaign or a social media campaign or, or anything like that? There, there hasn't really been a, a tool or a way to really do that easily at scale and, and repeat that across. You know, If you're a SaaS company that has 50,000 users or 10,000 users, trying to run those at, at scale would be impossible with the tools that were around. I think that's really what? the distinction. Yeah, totally. And it, but, you know, and it's also marrying like the example that you gave a second ago is a really awesome example. Like building these personalized or customized gift baskets is so cool. And it's such a, you know, everyone appreciates that when they get that. That's just not terribly scalable. Yeah. Kind of the, the, on the, the other side of that, before I started working at Postal, I was, um, I had talked to our CEO, Eric, our CEO, co founder, Eric, and, and Jed about potentially coming over to Postal. And um, I, I was the CRO of a startup in the Chicago area. And I read a LinkedIn post. I was thinking about making the move. I read a LinkedIn post by um, uh, one of the marketing leaders at, at G2. And he was talking about, this was over the holidays. And he was talking about how he took a little vacation with his family and then they came back around Christmas time and he got to the office and, you know, his clients had sent him cookies and they sent him, um, you know, a, a branded mug maybe with the company's name. Just a bunch of these things that weren't necessarily, there, there wasn't a lot of thought. Maybe it was, hey, let's send something to our top 50 clients. Let's send them all the exact same thing. And it just, you know, he posted about how this was impersonal and how it's, you know, things are moving towards personalization. And so I started thinking about how we can add that type of personalization or customization in a really scalable way to an automated platform. And those are the type of things that we're trying to think about now is how do we kind of marry the two automation with some customization, some personalization in a scalable way that provides everyone an experience. And that goes back to that kind of that experience marketing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's huge. I mean, there's, there's things you have to sacrifice on both sides, both the scalability <coughs> and personalization, but as, as I think your platform evolves and even as we evolve, if you know, we can get closer and closer to that sort of like mass scale personalization and, and, you know, automation at the same time, because it's, it is hugely beneficial. I mean, with, with swag, it's a little bit more challenging because of the custom nature of it, but you can, there's always elements of personalization that you can throw in there, like, you know, laser engraving the employee's name on there or the prospect, you know, yeah. the, the insert card in there with handwritten messages. Like it, it, we try to layer in those types of levels of personalization as well, because they do have that much more of an impact. Like people recognize the value and they see the work that went into it. And, and it just feels that much, you know, more, you know, impactful. I mean, we're, 
we're working with a ton of, you know, we, we do a lot of work on like the new hire and, and employee and like internal branding type side of things. And, you know, just companies are trying to figure out how do I, even internally, not even sales and marketing, but how do I maintain that level of personalization and customization for our new hires that are starting remotely, that are in the middle, or they might be in Kansas and then, you know, at their, in their apartment and, and they're not able to go into the office and, you know, they might've been hired by Comcast in Philadelphia and they can't even go to Comcast in Philadelphia to start. And it's just a whole different experience. So how can they make that personalized? And it's the same thing from a, you know, sales and marketing perspective, you have these people that are, that are not in the office that you, maybe they're down on energy. Like if you can, if you can get them something to their home that feels personalized and customized, like that, that, that could be the pick me up for their entire week that, wow, like this company took the time to understand me. They sent me this gift, you know, you know, people are, it's a very captive audience right now. You know, it doesn't take a lot to go a long way. I think right now in this environment. Yeah. And those, you know, those first 30 days of a new employee starting with a company are so critical. Um, we've started to do that internally, by the way, we've sent the, uh, the swag up swag packs to every new hire. Um, we had a, we had a guy start, um, this past week. And so he was the first one to receive the new hire swag pack. I haven't gotten uh feedback from him, but I'll make sure that I share it with you when I do. Yeah, no, we, lo- we love to see it. The, the best is when you have these big zoom meetings and it looks like the Brady bunch and they all have the swag box. Um, so that, that's a good transition though. I want to run go into kind of you know, you, different use cases you're seeing like B2B marketers and salespeople utilizing the platform for like, for example, we even, we use physical items too, uh, in a different way, kind of like a, as a crisis management type thing. If they're like, if something goes wrong, sometimes we're sending out from a customer experience standpoint, some, some sort of personalized gifts to say like, Hey, like we recognize that this didn't go exactly how you planned. You know, we're sending you this, like, let's keep the conversation going in. And we found that to be very effective to kind of cement that relationship in, in times of, you know, hardship, because sometimes, you know, that happens no matter, you know, every scaling company, you run into some bumps along the road and um, it can be really helpful in that sense. But, you know, how are you seeing different, you know, clients that you guys are, are working with now, you know, utilizing the platform? What are some, you know, maybe ROI of, of utilizing some interesting figures? And then we can jump into a, a demo at some point also to show, show people like how it actually works. Yeah, we see um, we see a, f- a few different standard use cases. I would say there are kind of there are four use cases that we see more than any others, and there are a bunch of outliers. But the four kind of primary use cases we see marketers with um, current customers, um, top of funnel stuff too. So you know, depending how the company is set up, we see some um, ABM campaigns that utilize gifting and direct mail. Um, But we see them targeting a lot of current clients, right? How do you stand out a little bit with your current clients? How do you get in front of them in unique ways? We see prospecting on the sales side, right? How do you, again, how do you kind of separate yourself from the standard, um, you know, workflows or the emails that everybody, you know, you as a CEO, you probably get hit with uh, 20 of these a day. The most is the uh, outsourced development agencies. Yeah, exactly. I get right. 12 I, of those every, every day. Yeah, I do too. LinkedIn and, and direct over email. Um, but so, you know, how do you kind of stand out um, while you're trying to attract yourself in a different way to prospects? And then there's um, success. You know, companies um, uh, have started to build out success groups and started to emphasize 
um, different techniques and tactics that success teams can use to increase overall total contract value. And yeah, so I, we I allow- think success is a huge use case. Like, cause for me, the thing I've always said about swag is that, you know, a, a lot of the traditional swag companies have always focused on like, you know, high volume, low cost, kind of crappy swag, give out at giveaways and, you know, at, at trade shows and stuff like, and it's, it's thought of as like an impression, like, okay, I'll, I'll give this 50 cent item out. Hopefully they book a meeting and they're, you know, they're obviously there's the, if the metrics make sense, they make sense. But I have always thought of like swag being incredibly useful for the people that already care about the brand, you know, cause there's other things you yeah. can give people that, you know, if they're prospects in the funnel and stuff, but for me, it's like, you know, when you go to Harvard or you go to Stanford and that's, and you just got accepted at those types of schools or you went to, I think, Booth, right. In, in Chicago, yeah. like you were probably super excited that you got into that school, that that's the school you always wanted to go to. And then one of the first things you do is you go to the bookstore and you get the sweatshirt and because you want to wear it, you, you're proud of it. You want to show it off. You want to show everybody that you just got accepted. And I, I think of it very similar with like branded merchandise. It's like you're, you're either choosing to work with that company because you really like that company, right? Because right now, there's a startup for everything. There's probably five startups for everything. You can, you know, consumers have a choice as to who they want to work with and employees have a choice as to like where they want to work now. You know, the balance of power has kind of shifted a lot in that sense. So but the yeah. types of companies you end up working with or working for are personal choices because you relate to that company. You care about that company in some way. And the swag is kind of like this, this like bond between you and the company and you and the other people there, whether you're a client of the company or you're, you're an employee there. So I've always felt that swag has the biggest impact when you're giving it to people that already care about the brand, you know, versus just like randomly to random people. Um, you know, they have to have some sort of affiliation or else the, the, the swag doesn't mean as much to them, you know? Yeah, that's totally right. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the last use case that, that you mentioned earlier is that employee to employee, which is again, in this, you know, really strange time that we're currently living in. It's a huge thing right? To, to give a different type of experience that you didn't really have to worry about before that you do have to worry about now. And again, you can do it in a way where your employees, to your point a second ago, they really start to appreciate the brand. They appreciate the experience and they, you know, they start thinking about it in a very different way, which is oh, great. And they become advocates. Like, you know, the biggest, you know, one of the hardest things that scale for a startup is hiring and recruiting you know, the biggest source of recruiting, you know, inbound candidates that we get is from the people here. You know, they're telling other people about, you know, they love working at this company. It's a great spot. Like you should join. And it becomes a huge inbound lead flow of, of recruits and, and people to join the company because, and obviously there's a lot of things that go into culture building, but these types of experiences, like we send, um, we send gifts and, and cookies and stuff to, to employees of the week as well. Like it's, it's all yeah. part of it, you know, and, but you can't do that at scale because you can't hire an EA or an HR person to have to be doing every little one of these things, you know, at scale, it becomes so difficult. Um, so having platforms and, and like, like yours to do that at scale is huge. Um, I, I would love to run into like, what, what does the platform actually look like? If you have a second, um, yeah, like how do you actually set up you know, one of these triggers and playbooks? And um, cause you know, I, like I said, from the beginning, I think one of the things is like, you guys make it really user friendly and intuitive for anybody at the company to kind of set these up. So I think it'd be valuable for, you know, audience kind of check them out and see how it actually works let me share my screen with you and we'll jump in so this is a um this is an example or this is a um this is our marketplace and our marketplace is available to admins that are clients to curate um their own kind of company store so they can take any of the items that are in the marketplace 
save them, kind of customize them. And then, you know, the, all the employees then have access to their own little store that we call postals. So you, you go in and curate in the marketplace and then they become available in postals. And so let me show you a few so different like your product catalog, like your, your approved kind of products that you guys use to send. And now you can then take them to integrate them into different you know, triggers and campaigns. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, we have um, in our swag section, our own personal swag section, we have, um, we have our own little personal postal IO swag pack that we're sending to clients, that we're sending to prospects, that we're sending to, again, new hires. Um, you guys have done an amazing job, you know, adding, you know, specific, you can kind of see our little box here, but it's all branded postal. And You're going to see amazing. what's coming up with, uh, we're working on some AI, some stuff with design with AI. Um, not, to, not to spill too much uh, secrets before people start killing me on, on our team, but um, to basically automate this process fully, it's going to be really amazing. Cool. Can't wait to see it. Um, but so, you know, we've, we have integrations, as I mentioned, with um, a handful of CRMs, a handful of um, marketing automation platforms, sales engagement platforms. And so we've really made the ability to send to your users super simple. The three kind of main tactics that we use from an automation standpoint um, are playbooks, triggers, and magic links. And I'll kind of explain quickly what each of those are and show you a little demo. Um, playbooks are your old-fashioned, uh, old-fashioned is probably the wrong word, but your, your drip campaign, right? You might call them sequences or cadences or workflows, depending on what site you're using. But um, you can set up on our site just with any of the products that you have available in your postals. You can set up a new customer playbook that contains different steps based on days Day one, send a welcome letter. Day five, send a um, swag pack. Day 10, send a bottle of wine. You can set it up you know, based on um, any cadence that you'd like. Um, and you can add new uh, people to that playbook over time. Uh, you don't have to start everyone at the same time. So it's, you know, you talk about nurture campaigns. This is a great way to do it with offline items. You, you love sports, obviously. Did you have a say in uh, naming this playbooks or, or are you not involved in that conversation? You know, I don't think I did. Um, it's, uh, it's so funny, you know, I, we work again closely with sales lofts, with outreach, with HubSpot. And I feel like every time I talk about playbooks, I have to say, you might know them as workflows. You might know them as cadences. You might know them as sequences. Um, but I do love the name playbook. I am... Uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's a value in owning a term, you know, you, you want it to be unique to you guys. Um, so then you can track kind of like on an ongoing basis, like, you know, that these things sent out or like some the impact they had or who they went to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we're looking at champagne, you can see the latest deliveries for the champagne. This is an older uh, campaign, but you can see that they were delivered on July one. Um, and if there's a, you know, an issue, 
with alcohol delivery. It's super, the, the, the laws are different on a state-by-state -state basis. So if somebody has sent a bottle of wine and they live in Utah, there's going to be, it's going to error out and we're going to have to replace it with something else. But so we see kind of the status we have reporting uh, to your point earlier, Michael, we have uh, our proprietary reporting that we call a cost per touch. And so you'll see that on all of our, um, in all of our reporting metrics, whether you're looking at it as, you know, from an individual standpoint based on a recipient, or you're looking at it based on a playbook. Gotcha. That's awesome. And, and you know, it's, you know, it's a good platform when you guys use it yourself internally, you know, like we use our platform to send out swag to new hires. And, you know, when we're doing like one-off like things for, you know, anniversaries, all that kind of stuff. So you guys are utilizing this yourselves for both, you know, from a prospecting and, you know, demand gen side, but also internally. Yeah, we use it a ton. Um, our sales reps are in here every day adding new things. Um, and you probably get so much feedback too about how to like adapt the platform and, and, and what to kind of evolve and what features need work and, you know, you know, gaps in there, right? Yeah, every day, right? For better or for worse, right? A client says, hey, have you guys ever thought about doing this? Um, or adding this functionality or adding this piece of reporting or, you know, being able to, you know, something that I think I talked to you guys about a few weeks ago was how you guys display shipping. I love that. Right. And so we've added within the last week, we've added the ability to track shipping on the platform with similar tooling. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've built the site in a really lean way as well. It allows us to make you know, tweaks here and there very easily to add upgrades to the platform quickly. And we talk to our clients a ton to make sure that they're getting value and to understand the feedback that would make the experience even better. Yep. And how does this kind of fit into just the overall like marketing and sales, like tech stack? So like what, what do those integrations kind of look like and how do the, the different systems kind of interplay with each other? Let me show you an example of a really cool thing really cool piece of automation um i'm gonna delete this it just was uh showing somebody this on a call prior to our conversation but also in the meantime guys if you we're gonna get into some questions in a little bit so if you have any questions feel free to throw them in the chat for now um and, and we'll get to them in a few minutes absolutely um all right so this is called triggers right so we have the ability um to build uh, triggers. I'm going to put my name here as the name of the trigger so I can show you what it looks like. Currently, we have the ability to do this with Salesloft Outreach and HubSpot. We'll have the ability to do this with Salesforce within a week or two. Um, we're very close there. But so what this allows me to do is based on a specific action within, um, let's use HubSpot as the example. Um, It allows me based on an action within HubSpot to automatically send something um, based on the activity within the CRM or the automation platform. So I created this trigger. You see that and it says HubSpot here. I can now quickly go into HubSpot. How do you like HubSpot? You guys use it as your CRM versus like the Salesforce? 
We use Salesforce and HubSpot. Um, I love I love HubSpot. Um, I love it's a lot them. More user friendly. I, I'm just the UX of it in general is just a lot more user friendly. And it marries kind of the CRM capabilities, marketing automation capabilities, which is amazing. Um, it's a lot cheaper than like a Salesforce plus Pardot, right? Yeah, and and the ability to integrate with HubSpot is tremendous. You can set up integrations with HubSpot that really feel native. Um, and I, I think that's amazing. Uh, I'll like show you. Salesforce where you just get like a little like window that's like floating on top of it and stuff. Yeah, it's a little more difficult with Salesforce, right? And, you know, with some of the other companies, they just haven't, they haven't built out the capabilities that HubSpot um, has built out. They haven't built the APIs. They haven't built the functionality. And it just is a much kind of nicer experience for the user um, when they can access um, tools for companies they're using just natively in the app. Yeah, there's, um, there's a little workflow builder in there and you can say, okay, the, the trigger being deal closed one, you want that to connect and then post all the, the trigger that you just created, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So I, I did this earlier, but yeah, anytime a deal goes from prospect to close one, I can quickly go, I've integrated with Postal here. I can go to Send Postal. I can find the trigger that I just created. And they have that trigger looking like one of their own native triggers, like, like you're saying. Yeah, that, that's exactly. Well, the it, yeah, the integration looks native. It's simple, right? I mean, I can go into... So that was all it took to say anytime that a deal goes to close, they're automatically going to get the swag pack. So if you set it up in Postal as a trigger for HubSpot, then it becomes one of the available options, I guess. Yeah, you got it. Right. And then I can also go in here and again, to the point of um, that it looks native. I know Matt, so I can click on Matt Molinari here. Um, and you'll see a little, they call this a CRM card, but I can go in here and let's just say I want to send something to Matt quickly. So you can also I can, manually. Yeah, I can go in here and natively just go in here and quickly send him a, uh, a postal. Is, is the goal one day also to have like a, a flexible API where people can build this into anything they want? Or is that, that on the roadmap? Or? Yeah, no, it is. Um, we'll have external facing APIs. We don't have them yet. We'll have a Zapier integration, but yes, we want to be able to allow companies to integrate with us no matter what the workflow is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. It looks, it's so simple. Like, even, even setting up like a Zap uh, on Zapier could be more difficult than that. Like that was <laughs> pretty foolproof. Yeah. Yeah. So, so easy. Right. And, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, is a little bit of a struggle with sales loft and with outreach is you can integrate, but you basically have to then send the item manually, right? It pops up on your screen and it says you need to go do this. And there's, you know, integrations that make it. it type thing. Yeah. And so what the triggers allow us to do is say after step three, when step three is complete, automatically do this for step four. Like, and that, that's actually scalable like, across the organization, across thousands of leads and thousands of you know, companies that you're working with. It's you, know, you actually can actually make it happen without having to babysit it every day. Yeah, totally right. You, you can actually go on I mean, vacation and <laughs> keep doing it. 
Right. You can go out and play some golf, which we, you and I need to do. <laughs> I feel like me and you, we talk more about golf on conference calls than we do about, about work. Hey, well, I'm, I'm on the phone with uh, my team and the, my team, you know, we're, I'm talking to my team daily for hours. Kara's on this call. She can, she can, uh, verify that but uh i can't talk golf with them you're the only you're, you're the only one i talk to on a routine basis who i can talk golf with yeah um well let me show you this real quick awesome. this is one last thing that i want to show you it's in um beta we've launched it for our company um and we'll launch it to the public within a week we're calling it a magic link but basically you can go in and create a link that can be sent by email sent by a text sent on a chat like this um, and you know, you can set a limit for the uh, quantity, um, that can be redeemed. You can call it whatever you want to call it. Um, you just go to save and I'll show you an example of one here. Um, this is what I did for a round table yesterday, but you just have a link, copy it. You can paste it anywhere. I pasted it in the Zoom yesterday. And then anyone can go in and just add their email address and redeem the link in seconds. Um, so it's a really cool thing that you can do with for a swag pack. You can do with any product that we have in, uh, in our marketplace. Gotcha. And then will you allow like one day to be able to have that link available like in an email flow, for example, like where you can take that link and throw it into an email cadence and it becomes like automated in that sense? Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, you know, you work. can, I guess you could just copy the link out and have it in integrated into a, into the copy. Yeah. You can integrate into the copy. You can send it via text. Um, you can do it any way that you want. Um, and again, you can control the cap in terms of the quantity. You can set an expiration date. It's just a kind of, uh, you know, you talk about extensibility. It's just a more kind of flexible way to send an item to somebody. Gotcha. Sweet. No, you guys, it's crazy because you've only been, you really started maybe at this point, what, like, like eight months ago, kind of, it's like this year, basically it's been the first. Yeah. We, we launched in March. Um, we spent time on the platform, um, prior to that, but, uh, yeah, we, we launched the public in March. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's going to be crazy, man. Launching during a pandemic is, uh, it's interesting, but it's, it's been, it's uh, also like advantageous from a business model perspective because it's more in need probably now than, than ever, as you mentioned. No question. Um, and so, yeah, we're seeing, you know, two X growth, even more than that on a monthly basis. So it's been, it's been a wild ride. Amazing. So what do you, what do you think before we jump into the questions? Like, you know, over the next you know three to five years, do you see this kind of continuing to play out and becoming you know more and more of a, of a thing, or do you think it's just like oh the pandemic's here and you know now we're just needed more than ever, but you know it'll go back to normal? What are your thoughts? I don't think things will ever go back to kind of the old normal. There'll be a new normal, um, but I think you're going to see distributed workforces here kind of for good. Um, you're going to see companies saving a lot of money on office space just because they, you know, feel like they don't need it anymore. Um, I, th I think the kind of where we'll be in a, in a year or two is somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, I was talking to my team about what's lost by not being in an office with a bunch of different people or a bunch of coworkers and how communication's a little more difficult. 
But um, I think a tool like ours and a platform like ours that simplifies, makes things more efficient, um, yeah, is certainly here to stay. And it's only going to kind of the need and the value is only going to grow. Yeah, I think so. I got, I've always said that, you know, both our platform and yours, I feel like we grow the market, you know, because like there was, there's obviously like we talked about, there's corporate gifting, there's swag, but there's this whole kind of latent demand and unpent up, you know, un, you know, pent up demand of people that wanted to do these types of campaigns. They want to get you know, swag for all their employees. They want to send gifts to all their clients, but they didn't have a scalable means of doing it. And it always just felt like more of a pain in the ass than it was worth the benefit. Um, and they just didn't have the manpower to do it. And now with like platforms, like the ones that we're building, like they can do this at scale and they can now, you know, think of it as interchangeably as a digital marketing campaign. Like, Oh, like we can put out, you know, our, our assets here, we can put it into this or we can spread it out across different campaigns. And now it becomes so much easier to kind of get off the ground. Like you guys, you guys yeah. always promote, like within three minutes, start sending something to people. Um, yeah. Like that was never, that was never possible. So I, I think to your point, it's, I think it's here to stay. And I think, you know, you'll be able to, you'll see these, these markets and like, you know, from an investment standpoint, like a TAM growing a ton in, in these markets because of like all this demand that people are now going to shift budgets over to like physical and experience marketing as you guys are calling it. Yeah. <clears throat> and you guys see this too, right? Like it's, it's becoming strategic, right? People are looking at swag in a totally different way. They're looking at kind of branded items in a totally different way. They're not, you know, they're not looking at it as, hey, let's just send these 50 things to our top 50 clients. They're getting more strategic about how they're doing it. And I mean, yeah, I think the, it follows like consumer. I like I always think that B2B kind of follows B2C. And if you look at like consumer yeah. businesses and direct to consumer, they utilize branded merchandise and merch in general, like, you know, musicians, they use merch. Like it's huge. It's huge to build communities around their brands. And now you're seeing businesses doing it. You know, they're building communities around their brands. They're being thoughtful about building out this like you know, loyal follower base that will, will kind of, you know, adopt any product that they build. And if you see the tech model going forward is like platform-based. Twilio started with, you know, call and voice, like voice and, and text. And now it's becoming a platform for all consumer interaction, like interacting with your consumers on all the touch points. And now it's really just like, how do you build a community around Twilio? And then Twilio will just give you more products to offer. So it's, community building is huge and, you know, experience marketing and swag and all these types of things are tools that help you build that community around your brand. Yeah, no question. It's going to continue to evolve, right? It's only going to continue to grow. Yep, for sure. Well, I think, I think with that, let's jump into some questions. I know Lewis, I think, or are you still, <coughs> on here? If, you're, if you're still on here, um, feel free to jump in. You had a few questions in the chat, but then also anybody else that wants to um, jump in, feel free to either, you know, raise your hand or throw it in the chat or, or you know, can just jump in and interrupt us all. It's fine too. Hello. Hi, uh, Louis Montezana here from Crown in Seattle. Um, <clears throat> I've been a Swag Up follower for a while, and so it's cool to hear the uh, the news about this team up um, and really impressive presentation here. I love the idea. Um, I'm. Just my question was pretty simple and basic. I was just wondering, like, if how quickly the turnarounds from what's um, from from the assets provided are available for um, to be ordered or sent. Like, you know, once we change that logo, how how quickly can that be? You know, is it like instantaneously activated, or is like takes like a 
couple days to, before that can be. Well, so uh, I assigned. mean, first off, thanks for the question for joining. I mean, a lot of the postal marketplace options that are unbranded, I think, are available instantaneously um, in their platform. When it comes to the stuff that comes from SwagUp, um, you know, it takes time to produce. Typically, it's about I would say about three weeks to have inventory available in their platform. But you can start setting up the triggers and playbooks and automations in the meantime. It's just that once that inventory hits, then it, you, it's available to actually start. Um, right, right, Ben. If you feel free to jump in on, on your side, but it's about three, yeah. three weeks production on our side. Yeah, once the you know once you produce the items, customize the items um, through Michael and his team. And the items come into the warehouse, then it's instantaneous, right? You can, you have 200 items that are in inventory. You can instantaneously send them anywhere you want and they'll be there within a week. Okay. Um, or you so can set pretty, it up. That's pretty yeah. much the same as the swag up process. It's just getting it into your system, then that, that is the. Exactly. Now you can take uh, you can take the power of like how easy it is for us to build out these things in inventory and, and fulfill globally and then plug it into you know, Ben and Postal side to create different automations and integrate them into like outreach and sales off and HubSpot in, in ways that we don't do currently. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is that, um, so it sounds like that's, you're, you're doing that off at like an inventory based model where, where you warehouse that stuff, as opposed to maybe like a, the print on demand kind of possibility. Is that an op, a future option? Yeah. I mean, both on our side, we'll, we'll get into print on demand eventually. The thing is, and, and I'm sure Ben might have a thought on it too about getting into that too. But on our side, we've always felt that the print-on-demand options out there available now are very low quality and yeah. very restrictive in terms of the selection and what you can do with them. So it's kind of like you have to take it a step further and, and build out a different model where you can start to offer better quality items. Um, and we do it a little bit with some of our top clients where, where we allow them to do some sort of print on demand, but until, you know, there's still so much to do and just like these integrations and, and building up our, our process in the way that, you know, big companies are okay doing inventory. Like we, we already have a ton of companies willing to do the inventory where we haven't taken the time to like go into on demand and, and figure that side of the business out yet, because it's, it's, it's very tricky, you know, cause we don't want to just offer, you know, digitally printed t-shirts from like print or something that we feel mm -hmm. like are kind of crappy quality and they're super expensive and they take a while and, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, but we'll get there eventually, but I, I see the value in it from a, especially from a personalization standpoint, just being able to be more nimble and flexible. Um, it's just a, it's a lot harder problem to solve. Mm. Cool. Yeah. We do it on the, uh, on our side, we do it with uh, direct mail, right? So you can build a piece of direct mail. You can build a bifold, trifold, no card, postcard, um, we have really cool tooling that allows you to do it re really quickly with any creative that you want and send it out, you know, in minutes. That's awesome, man. I think that direct mail side of it is, um, I mean, that's just a one, two punch between the swag and the mail. That's the, the you, you've got a killer idea here. Yeah. Thanks. I, I, Appreciate I, it. And, I, yeah. the, and first off the postal people are just awesome to work with. Like, you know, there, there's a lot of companies that come to, to want to partner with us and, you know, we're, we're already obviously super busy. We have a lot of clients, but, they're, so you can't always prioritize every partnership, but you know, their team is just, they're very in simpatico with like our mindset and mentality and, you know, the growth mindset, of, let's all help each other. They're just yeah. good people in business. So I, you know, we wouldn't have done a partnership with a company like them if we didn't feel like that they're intense in the right place and that they're just a good solid group of people. So that's, that's, that's going to be mutual. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's a huge part of partnership not only with yeah and any company that we partner with the people are a huge part of it so we feel the same way yeah awesome well thanks for taking my question i'm going to email tara about um pitching our social media creative services to you guys we're a creative agency here in seattle we'll just have to do a little pitch for ourselves <laughs> no let's have it let's have the conversation tara awesome. will uh love speaking with you about it and i'll jump in too cool thank you guys appreciate it thank you um all right matt you're you're up next you have a question around uh, how often new products and options are getting added right see if he's still in here Matt, you want to jump see, in or I see his I see his face there. We can we can answer it for him anyway, um, if he's still on. But his his question was around how often new products and options get added to the catalog. So I mean I know our answer, but then from from your side, like how often are you guys updating the marketplace and, and onboarding new uh, partners? Almost daily. Um so we are um we're adding new vendors literally daily um we added a new one yesterday we have um we have a form on our site for companies that want to become vendors they can submit a form to us we'll get out to them in 24 hours um we've set up a process where it's very simple hey matt i see you the uh we set up a process where you know even if you don't have the technical capabilities we can set up an integration via email um that is totally scalable so, um, you know, we want to add a ton more vendors and, and the vendor, the vendor piece is a huge piece to us. We want to make sure that we're partnering with really great vendors and helping them grow. Um, we have a, there's an, a, a company that we compete with in a lot of different ways that works with a bunch of vendors and they want all of the vendors that they work with to be exclusive to their platform. And I think that's crazy. I, I want. I want the vendors that we work with, I don't want them to be tied to us like that. I want them to be able to use us as a channel where they can, um, especially in this time, sell to people across the country in ways that they didn't know how to prior. Because yeah, a lot of these are, a lot of them are small businesses in a sense too. Totally. They're, they're not huge. And, and then how, how do you go about uh, becoming a vendor? Is that, is that? Uh, yeah, it's the other side enough? of my t- it's the other side of my team. Um, if you're interested, let me know. Shoot me a note. Um, but there's a, um, if you go to our site, there's a form. Just fill it out and we'll reach out again within a day. Um, and we could set something up really quickly. Yeah. And then on our cool. side, we're much less, you know, of a marketplace. We're more, you know, a highly curated type of, you know, selection of, of branded merchandise. So we're, you know, we're constantly testing out different products and different brands. And we try to strike up partnerships with like retail brands and get some like unique inventory that other companies can't. Um, and just always looking at like, what are high quality products that people are actually going to use and want. And I think that's been a big shift in like swag over the last few years is it's not just you know, your generic crappy t-shirt or generic thing that nobody's ever going to use that just gets thrown out. I think this industry has been synonymous with like waste for a long time. And for us, it's much more about like, what are a few thoughtful things that people are actually going to really want? You know, like, uh, and it doesn't have to be a $200 architect jacket, but even like if it's the bottle, like, you know, using brands like, like Welly, for example, that are made out of bamboo and they have a story behind them. So, um, you know, stuff like that, just always curating and finding new products. And, you know, likewise, you know, on a daily or weekly basis, we're making little adjustments that you may or may not see, but always trying to find stuff. But 
the balance for us that's difficult is like, how do you find really awesome, interesting items, but at the same time, they have to be really scalable and, and easy to work with and have a lot of visibility into like inventory levels and all that kind of stuff, or else it becomes difficult to like offer that to thousands of companies. So. And, and so a follow-up question on that is, does, does everything have to be branded? So for example, I'm, I'm working with a company that has like a natural energy uh, brainstem, right? So they have these like little, you know, kind of, it's actually called cherry bomb, like B, B O two MB, but um, so there's, there's that. And then there's like patches, like satchets, right? Like little in, individual kind of cases. So those ones could actually be branded, right? Cause they, they can show up just white labeled. Um, but is that, is it something that is required to be branded versus like, I, I'm thinking of it from a, you know, like a, you, you were talking before Ben about like a employee, right? Like an employee pack to get started. Well, you know, this, this, this stuff gives you like, it jacks your energy up. <laughs> like I basically take it first thing in the morning and you don't need coffee kind of thing, right? Like you're, you're right until the afternoon for sure. So like those types of things where it's, it's still, it's still a unique thing. It's a little bit different, but it's not, you know, it's not branded necessarily to a company or, or does it need to be? Yeah. No, not everything in our marketplace is branded at all. Most, I would say most of the items are not. The, uh, we lean on the Swag Up team for the branded items for the most part. Yeah. Um, if you wanted some sort of like hybrid approach where you have that item that's unbranded, obviously if you're just sending that, it's very simple to just get that integrated into the postal marketplace. But let's say you had a client or something that wanted to send you know, a, a new hire kit with the different items plus the energy drink. We allow third-party items to be sent into our fulfillment center, so you can you know put it in conjunction with branded or unbranded items. Um, we also sell like when we're putting together these kits and packs. You know, there's people that do hot chocolate and candy bars and, and stuff like that that's unbranded. So we and we've done energy drinks and packs before. I think Wal cool. Walmart actually did um, Bang energy drinks in, in packs for some fulfillment stuff. So. I don't want to hog all the screen time. I put another question, Ben, about uh, potential like golden eights for your triggers. You know, like you're, you're saying kind of like the opportunity to kind of have things that, that are triggered. I'm just curious from, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Ready Player One, kind of the, the, the hidden, the hidden uh, you know, uh, steps that would need to be done in order to kind of launch something or release, you know, kind of a special package or whatever, right? I'm working on stuff like that now, like really creative, again, personalized stuff like that and having a section for it in the marketplace. I'd love to talk to you about it, Matt. Yeah, cool. All right. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, thanks. Matt. Um, Penny, you had a question real quick about, um, you know, you've had a swag up account with us since January. Does this mean I should place orders with Postal directly moving forward? So no matter whether you're integrated with Postal or not, the, the ordering process of the swag always happens on the swag up side. And then it's just a matter of integrating that inventory in our and your account on our side with, with the Postal account so that it shows up. So basically, if, if you have a need for taking that inventory and be able to come up with like really cool automations and workflows with different software platforms like, you know, Salesforce and Marketo and HubSpot and, and all these types of things, or even from a employee side, um, you can utilize their platform and, and uh, you know do that. And then also, if you want to start doing these campaigns in conjunction with like some other items, like if you want to set them up in a stage where they get the new hire box and then one month in on their one month anniversary, they get, you know, a box of cookies or something like that. If you want to get creative about those types of workflows, then definitely check out um, the postal side and postal team. But basically, you still place the orders on our side when it comes to the, the swag part of it. Okay. 
any any other questions i know it's already been over an hour and i'm sure everybody's getting back to uh to work um so if anyone has any other questions feel free to you know follow up with us um you know we'll, we'll send a follow-up email with the recording as well as some more information uh, if you ever if you want to get a demo of, of postal feel free to reach out to either of us and we can get it set up um or if you're a swag up client of ours and want to figure out how you can integrate uh swag up into postal and start you know running these campaigns um then, then just reach out but it, other than that ben it's been awesome always always enjoyed talking with you anything else you wanted to add to the conversation no this is great i really appreciate it michael great talking to you you have an amazing team over there i see rachel uh, is on the uh, chat there and, and listening in hey rachel I don't know if that's um, Rachel or a Rachel bot. She's just like, you know, automated. Oh, all right. Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe Rachel is just, I've, I've talked to her. I think she's a real person, but you never know. Um, but yeah, no, I, we really appreciate everything it. here. So, <laughs> And we certainly appreciate the partnership. You guys are great to work with. Likewise. Awesome. Well, with that, we'll, uh, we'll end it here. Thanks everyone for showing up and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks guys. See you. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by SwagUp. For any further information, visit swagup.com. Work, work.